0: Welcome to Just Julie, I am Julie, and I want you to know how thankful I am that you chose to join me today. And now, here is today's episode. Today's podcast is going to be about something that can be controversial. We're going to talk about emotions, the reality of emotions. Come join us. Thank you for joining me today. I'm just Julie and I want to talk with you about emotions. And the reason I felt such the need to do this is because There are people out in this world who suppress those emotions, who believe that emotions are not necessary to live a healthy and beneficial life, to even give the idea that God doesn't even want us to express emotions, which I find to be very contradictory when I read the Bible. Because your emotions and my emotions were created by God. What we do with those emotions, ah, there's where we have to figure it out and see how we are going to try to balance it out and not be from one extreme to the other. You know, sometimes... The extreme can be no emotions, we shouldn't have emotions with God, to the other extreme where it appears that there is no substance. Who defines that? I don't want to be the judge of that because each person is responsible for their, their own actions and reactions and behaviors. However. I do think we need to look at the emotions that God has given us. If we think about the scripture that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your mind. Well, your mind is composed of cognitive, emotional, Knowledge and wisdom the the gut response of how to respond to things, so I have to figure out a way to love, and how do I do that? How do I have to figure out a way to be angry? How do I figure out a way to be sad? how do I you see what I'm saying? When we show up on the planet, we show up crying. Most of us do. And as we grow, our emotions start to kick in. And then we see, you know, the smile, you know, the first time you ever saw your child smile, you're like, well, how did they know how to do that? How how did they know how to, to respond with a smile that says, I like this? This makes me happy. Hello? That's a God-given response. He created us in his image. It is a natural instinctive. It just comes with who we are. That we have emotions that we want something when we want it. That's why babies cry. Um, We want to be cuddled when we're little and hopefully we continue wanting that as we become an adult. But all of those pieces are coming together in a human being because we were created that way. And when we deny that that is not who God intended for us to be, then we are denying God himself for creating us in a way that honestly, sometimes people just can't handle it. And here's why, because they have not dealt with their own stuff. There have been wounds in their life. There has been betrayal in their life. There has been some kind of sadness in their life. There has been something that perhaps they have done that they've never brought to the front and dealt with it. So what's the easiest thing to do? Just slap it on down because I don't want to deal with that. The American Psychological Association, they define emotions this way, a complex experience of consciousness, bodily sensation and behaviors that reflect the personal significance of a thing, an event. On in a state of affairs. That seems like a lot of words, right? But the bottom line is, it is a response to a thing, an event, or a state of affairs. And that response could be something that you do or not do. For example, when children, especially in orphanages, especially as infants, when they are put in those orphanages where there are very few caregivers. And as babies do, they cry to be held, they cry to be seen, they cry to be fed, they cry when they need changed. And if they continue crying and crying and crying and no one responds, you know what happens? Flat. You'll have very quiet and silent babies in an orphanage. Why? Because they have been told when that emotion shows up, when that need shows up, nobody's going to respond. So maybe you're not worth it. And that, that becomes a journey for them that is very difficult to overcome. But our responses to emotions tell us a lot about how we've dealt with things ourselves. I liked this particular definition is that emotions are language of the soul. The Bible is very clear about that. It talks about joy. And let me say this, that joy and happy are not the same thing. Happy responds to an event. Happy responds to something that has come along in your way and it may last for a little while. That's happy. Joy, Joy can get you through lots of stuff. Joy can get you through good times, bad times. Why? Because you aren't feeling sad or upset. No, because in your relationship with Jesus, if you have one, your joy is in him. So that's what joy is meant um, in the Bible. Forgiveness. Matthew 18.35 says, forgive him from the heart. What's that? given from the heart. That's an emotional response. Love. In first Peter one twenty two, it talks about love from a pure heart. It talks about in Romans twelve verse ten, brotherly affection. Ah, there's more emotion. Who knew? Fear is in the Bible. Peace is in the Bible. Our bodies respond to emotions. Physically, they respond to emotions. It could be in pupil dilation. It could be in brain activity. It could be heart rate. And it could be facial expressions. All of that, all of that created by God. There are six basic emotions, there's anger, fear, disgust, happiness, surprise, and sadness. But I really like to narrow that down to four, mad, sad, glad, and scared. Those are typically easy to remember, so let's first talk about mad, anger, and what kind of Emotions and signs and behaviors. Anger is annoyed, enraged, frustrating, frustrated, irate, irritated, bad. And the signs and behaviors of that are aggression and arguing and blaming and clenching of fists Feeling hot, there's your bodily response right there. Increased heart rate, there you go. Raising your voice, yelling, staring. A stern, harsh tone, trembling, or using insults. Anger and the behaviors that follow anger. Let's look at anxiety. Anxiety is like dread or fear or jittery. Nervous, scared, timid uneasy, worried, behaviors, avoidance, everything becomes a catastrophe, crying, you can't concentrate, your stomach's hurting, you have headaches, you're irritable, your muscles are tight, you're biting your nails, you're pacing, your heart is racing, your thoughts are racing, you keep mulling stuff over in your head over and over and over, you get short of breath. Sweating, maybe you're tapping your foot or or your leg is moving all of the time, trembling. How about happiness? Happiness is you're cheerful, content, excited, glad, joyful, pleased, satisfied. Even the way you talk about it is different in it. And those signs are creative thinking and self care, feeling sociable. You're helpful. You have energy. You have motivation. You're laughing, you're more active, you're optimistic, you're playful, and you're smiling. Here's one, how about jealousy? Jealousy, you're bitter, you have contempt, you're envious, you're spiteful. Those behaviors and signs, possessive, controlling, distrust, fear of abandonment, feelings of inadequacy, Frustration, insecurity, making hurtful comments, making threats, and negative thinking. How about love? Love is affection and attachment. Love is closeness and compassion, desire, endearment, fondness, and tenderness. And those behaviors show up by caring for another person, commitment, desire for connection wanting to protect empathy enjoying time together with other people being vulnerable being appreciative being kind physical affection selflessness and thinking often of someone else sadness that's depressed or despair or disappointment maybe emptiness grief, guilt, hopelessness, lonely, shame. And those behaviors look like apathy and changes in your eating habits or crying and fatigue and you can't concentrate and you don't wanna do anything and you're irritable and you just lose interest in activities. You think negatively, you think negatively about self care Those negative responses to taking care of yourself, poor self-esteem, again, ruminating with thoughts, sleep problems, you're sluggish, and you don't want to be around anybody. Now, my guess is, is that if you're listening to that, as you are listening to all of those (laughs) emotions, you're going, ah, I think I've had all of those. Exactly, but there are people who could get stuck in some of these and are unable to move forward, and their life becomes very, very negative. One of the things that I think helps because you know we can talk about all of this, but you kind of need some help, right? So, one of the things you can do is if there is an emotion that you're having. Trouble dealing with like anger, sadness, um, mm. jealousy, anxiety. You need to write that down, and write down the the thoughts that you're having. As far as what do you think created that, and then how are you responding in your anxiety? Are are you not able to concentrate? Are you continually looking for the worst case scenario? Are you practicing this perfection life that you think you have to be like that? And if you're not, it really makes you upset. And then what are the symptoms of that? I can't sleep. I'm a nail botter. Oh, my stomach hurts a lot. I have headaches. And, And from that, there's something you can finally look at, which I really like, and that's triggers. We all have them. Now, I know sometimes it's one of those words that you think, oh my goodness, if I hear that word again, I'm just gonna scream. But triggers are real because we all have experienced them. They come from something in our lives that could be related to a trauma, it could be related to a loss of some kind. It could be related to a moment that maybe is something you just want to sit in for a moment because it's just a place you like to be. And by that, I mean, there could be a song. There could be a song that comes on and that takes you back to a place that is just, wow, it feels, it feels good. There can be triggers with people things people say, places, events. So when these triggers show up, you need to identify the emotional state. Was this a person? Was this a place? Was there something? Was there a thought? Was there activity or situation that created that? Here's the thing. Triggers aren't always bad, because triggers can be a place of healing. It can help you get there. If you try to avoid it all, that's just suppressing the healing that can happen for you. Create a strategy to deal with your triggers head-on, just in case. Your strategy might include coping skills, a list of trusted people you can talk to, or some scripted phrases to help you get out of a troublesome situation. You know, there's a book called The 4-8 Principle by Tommy Newberry, and I highly recommend it. And one of the things he does, and he's using Philippians 4-8, to help us with this is whatsoever things are are pure and good and lovely, a good report, and so on. He says think on these things in scripture in Philippians. And, and in this book, the author suggests is this is how sometimes we have to replace the negative thoughts that pop in our heads. And so if you get triggered by something and it takes you down a path that is really hard for you, identify that, identify how it got there and replace it with something that is good or pure of love, of joy. Which brings me to a conclusion, to, which brings me to a conclusion. That scripture is specifically talking, specifically talking about things that are good to put in your mind, love, joy, emotions. So the next time that you come across someone or you read something that says, emotions are bad for you this should not take place in your life especially in worship the next time you read that or the next time someone says that to you go to philippians 4 8 and ask them tell me what this means is this an emotion yes it is to get there because god created our emotions. And if you've got a problem with that, hmm, perhaps you should talk to God. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a great rest of the week and remember to be kind. This podcast is brought to you by The Stillwaters. The Stillwaters is a service to provide counseling when you don't know what to do or how to make it through those difficult days. Buried beneath a lifetime of heartache and broken, sometimes help is needed to find the real you, the genuine you created by God. Through The Still Waters, you can find the life tools that lead to peace and healing and happiness. Go to the website, stillwaterslife.com, and take the first step toward rising above and finding a better life, stillwaterslife.com. Visit the website today, stillwaterslife.com.